Hello and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com with me, your host Martin. I'm going to talk about horse racing today, but I'm going to start this off with uh, a little mention of Dr. Steve Buckwell. It's always good when you hear from a doctor, you know, and it's not bad news because <laughs> it's pretty rare, right? Um, I don't know what you're a doctor in, Steve. You'll have to let us know. Um, but anyway, Dr. Steve Buckwell, um, just basically posting his thanks and gratitude to us on the forum saying that we go above and beyond the call of duty and saying that what we do is unique to other sites, trading sites, um, you know, the dedication, clarity of response. It's brought a lump to his throat. Well, I thank you very much. This is actually a very touching comment. If you're on the forum, you can you can view it. Um, thank you, doctor. And uh, that's a really nice thing to say. What I will say, just one little thing I want to say about this. I don't like the especially to Ryan. Why is that in there? Bloody Ryan. <laughs> Everyone always leans towards Ryan. Um, much more personable, I guess, than me. Uh, and a great guy, to be fair. So I do understand that. But uh, it, it did just make me laugh a bit, that. Um, yeah, thanks, Dr. Steve Buckwell. Very kind words there. And, uh, you know, we work, we work hard at what we do. We love what we do. I mean... It's funny, isn't it? Seven years I've been on BTC. Ryan's been running it about nine. And the passion is just more than ever. Every time we have our weekly meeting, we're more and more excited. I'm so excited about some of the strategies I'm testing at the moment on horse racing and football. You know, I mean, I've already got a decent portfolio on the football ones. But to add the horse racing in, to add even more better football strategies as well, I'm going to have such a good little portfolio to use uh, that that might just become my trading. You know, I might not have to worry too much about the swing trading and the kind of, you know, tick chasing and all that scalping stuff. You know, it's uh, it's exciting times. I think I think by the turn of the year, I think by 2023, I'm going to have a lot of things in place and I'm going to share these with you guys. I'm going to share the, the strategies that I do end up following. Um, so don't worry about that. I've had a lot of questions about that. People say, well, Martin, um, what strategy are you going to do? What do you think you are going to do? In a couple? And I say, let's just wait till the end of testing. Let's wait till we've got the forward testing data. I love I love testing uh, strategies anyway. Even when I've found, I mean, like with the profitable member strategies, we've been running those a few years now and they've been doing well. And the thing is, even with those, what did, what's the first thing I did once they were tested? I went and started testing a bunch of other strategies. Um, I just love it. I just love all that stuff. I love recording results, looking at data, um, you know, developing strong strategies that work in the long term. And, uh, you know, we know the process for it, right? So we can, just, the good thing is once you know the process, once you get the process, you can just rinse and repeat these things. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thanks for that comment anyway, and uh, I'm really excited about the future of BTC. And I think, you know, as we get towards, well, we're in the middle of the year now, but as we get towards 2023, it's going to be super exciting, uh, the things that we've got coming up. I want to talk a little bit today about horse racing uh, strategies and, and creating strategies, because a lot of people, obviously, with the horse racing software coming out a couple of months ago, are, are new to horse racing, or they're certainly new to the software, because obviously... This is a new piece of software that's never been out before. And what I think people sometimes need a little bit of guidance on is where, do, what do you kind of look for when you're going about creating your strategies? You know, what are the types of things 
that you look for in the markets okay and obviously we have ideas sometimes oh, i want to lay the field i want to dob i want to do a dob strategy i want to just do a straight back straight lay strategy what i think a lot of people don't look at enough is the entry time of their trade so a lot of people will just pick an entry time at random and stick with it and then test it based on that entry time but they don't look at the other entry times. So let's say I'm just doing a set and forget. I'm going to back a horse, right? I'm going to back a, a horse that was a beaten favorite last time out. Let's just say a really simple strategy. And I use that strategy and I look at it and I say, I'm going to enter the market 10 minutes before the start of the race. Well, why did you choose 10 minutes? What made you choose that? That's what I want you guys to think about. What's your reason behind your decision? Okay, now, if the answer is, well, I looked at other times and that was the most profitable one, I love it, great. If the answer is, well, I just feel like 10 minutes before the start of a race, it seems like a one that's used quite a lot for, for strategies and, and things, I guess. Okay, not so great. We haven't really thought this one through. Now, there are good points to enter a market and 10 minutes can often be good. The reason 10 minutes works well is because you've got market liquidity. So there's a lot of money in the market. It's not long till the start of the race. What tends to happen from 10 minutes towards the start of the race is the market odds just move about all over the shop. Certain horses will just steam, certain horses will drift like a barge often for no apparent reason. And so when you look at something 10 minutes before, if you're catching a good horse on a backing strategy, the odds will probably be higher than they are at the off because what will happen is the people in the know and things like that, they'll start to back it and the odds should come in a lot of the time. So 10 minutes out can be a really good um, place to start a strategy. What's another time I'd check? I check as close to the off as possible. I check what's it like if you get in at 10 seconds before the start of the race. How does your strategy fare then? Does it do better than it did 10 minutes or earlier? Or does it not? Because if it does better, then why not enter then? Why would you why would you do the worst entry point? Again, these things can all be tested on the software. You, you don't have to do anything other than just you know, click a different entry time, rerun the results, and it'll give you all the results. You, you know, this is all in your hands, essentially. And the software does the work for you. You've just got to tell it what you want it to do. And the other thing with entry times I've noticed is that a lot of people are trying to enter market open. Well, the problem is, A, there's not going to be any money in the market, and B, the odds are just getting matched all over the place to the extent that you're not going to be able to get a proper bet on at that time. So really, anything more than an hour or two before the start of the race, I just think the results you'll get will be a little bit invalid because you're not going to be able to get the stake you want on it. Um, so it's, I think market entries, market openings are really, really difficult one. Now let's say you're taking it in play. Often you're targeting a price rather than an exit time. 
So you need to make sure that your exit goes all the way to the end of the race, because what you don't want is that you say, well, I'm going to try and exit, um, you know, on a dot, but oh, I better put it like maybe two minutes after the start of the race. You don't want to start mucking about with that. You just leave it till the end of the race. Okay. That should be pretty obvious because you just want to get this, this trade matched. Um, and that's kind of entry times in a nutshell. I think that it's really important to look at entry times. You could look at half an hour before the race. You know, maybe that could be another one to look at. Maybe look at an hour, half an hour, 10 minutes and 10 seconds if you're doing a pre-race strategy. And then if it's an in-play one, um, again, you could if you're just looking to get out for a certain amount of ticks, you could just do, you know, 10 seconds after the start, 30 seconds after the start. Or you just do till it gets to 10 ticks or it hits my stop loss again and that will show you the results for that so entry time really important the second one that i feel is really essential is the odds range you're using so a lot of strategies work really well at certain odds ranges but some people don't use odds range. they're like a 1.01 to a thousand really so you're not you're not gonna you're not going to filter or work out which odd range odds ranges work well because if you've got a back strategy where you're backing things at a thousand your strike rate is going to be so low and you're going to have such incredible variance and and i think a difficult time when you lose you know so many trades in a row that even if it's a good strategy you've got to have a hell of a bank structure to survive the amount of losing runs you'll have the, the depth of the losing runs as well so i think that's something to really consider that i think people don't tend to consider too much but also look at you know if i've got a lay strategy and i'm laying odds on and it's not working what about if i lay 2.0 to 3.0 what about if i lay 2.0 to 5 five and above is a difficult one because often that can yield profit but if you're laying something at five or above you end up with quite a lot of liability and when you do hit a snag or a bad run it can hurt it can hurt you know especially when you're going up to like 10 11 and i've got a i've got a couple of strategies that do that currently and i'm i'm kind of looking into um if i can just reduce those odds because i don't want to have big liabilities on especially set and forget strategies where I'm just letting it run at that price. Um, so really look at the odds. Which odds work well for this strategy? And is there a reason for that? You know, is there a reason that, okay, well, short odds don't work because the market's figured it out and the market's right, but long odds also don't work because the market's giving too much value i need to find that kind of sweet spot in the middle with the odds and that's often what happens and the thing is again this is very testable in the software all you do you can just change your odds range rerun the results and it will show you exactly how much money that new odds range would have made on your strategy um, the other thing people are getting uh, confused about now and then is when you're picking a, a bsp favorite on a strategy you don't know the BSP favorite until the start of the race. So when you have a strategy that uses that as part of its selection process, you have to make sure your strategy entry time is as close to the start of the race as possible, because otherwise 
you're going to be selecting someone who doesn't end up being the BSP favourite, and your results are going to be so warped compared to the real results of the Betfair starting price favourite that actually your strategy becomes invalidated. Okay. So be careful on that one because, you know, I've had people and I've got a strategy like that that's been doing really well. And, and someone said to me the other day, oh, Martin, I've, I've been losing money on this strategy. I don't get it because the results say it's making money. And I'm like, so are you back in the, the BSP favourite near the start of the race? They're like, no, no, I downloaded the results the night before. Again, no way of knowing the BSP favourite night before. So whatever horse you download is not going to be the same BSP favourite at the start of the race, most likely. Um, now I downloaded them the night before and then put them on and put them into the bot then. And it's like, wow, you're really going <laughs> to... So basically, we look through the results and this person had just virtually every selection was different to my selection, to the real selection. And that's unfortunate. It seems to be quite a common uh, occurrence. So something we're working on trying to figure out, well, how do we stop? How do we stop people kind of making that mistake of entering that market too soon or or even creating a strategy like that and then saying, well, I'm going to get on this, you know, in the morning before the races. It's like, well, you're using, you're basically using the data as Mystic Meg and then going, well, of course the BSP favourite is going to be longer odds most likely at the start of the day because the reason it's come, become the favourite is its odds are probably shortened. It's amazing with horse racing. I mean, horse racing is so different to things like football um, and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's so different in a way that the odds can change so much in one market before the start of the game. It doesn't happen so much in football, does it? I mean, how often have you looked at a football match and the team that was was an odds-on favourite is now odds against before the start of a match? It's, it's virtually unheard of, right? Um, unless you look at an obscure game where every player suddenly got gets food poisoning, maybe a bit like that um, Spurs game with Arsenal. Do you remember that famous food poisoning incident? Um, poor old Spurs got screwed with that on the last day of the season. Uh, but yeah, so just be aware of that stuff, guys. Um, I'm going to talk a lot more, obviously, about the software and stuff like that. I know that you guys really respond well and, and love those podcasts. I kind of want to help you guys think about the strategies you're creating. Think about what your goal is, what your hypothesis is. You know, that's how I come up with my ones. Oh, I lay beaten favourites in one of my strategies. Why? Because I don't think beaten favourites win as much as people make out. I think it's one of those kind of myths that's perpetuated. And it happens a fair bit, don't get me wrong. But I think there's an angle there on certain odds, on whether it's a handicap, etc., etc., all those other things, then you look through that, you create a strategy, you test that strategy, see how it does, and if it keeps doing well, that's one to add to the portfolio. That's what I love about the horse racing software. I love doing this stuff. Um, so anyway, guys, hopefully that's given you some ideas on some of your horse racing strategies and helped uh, if you're struggling with anything at all. If you haven't had a go on it yet, have a go. Um, we do like one-day, two-day memberships for that. So like, if you literally just want to see it, um, go to the site and just have a look at it for a couple of days. Maybe this weekend, go and go, right, okay, I'm going to buy it on Saturday morning. I'm going to use it for Saturday and Sunday. And I'm going to see how it goes and see what I can create and see if this is for me. 
Um, you know, that's why we've done that. We had a lot of requests for those shorter memberships and a lot of people are taking us up on that because we get a lot of people who want to see it first. And then obviously a lot of them become monthly members, which is great, um, and can start to make money from Betfair Trading when maybe they weren't before. All right, guys, hope that's helped you, as I say, and as is most important, I hope you make some money trading on Betfair this week.